Magneto Funky, number 47. It's Monday, November 20th, 2017. Hey, Larry here, in the pursuit of grid power to the people. Uh, This week, I'm taking another look at cranking power, and not just the AC motor generator, but a way to actually crank a battery. Well, sort of. The music is another sampling from west of the west coast. This time out, some fresh punk rock from Japan. Take it. You want to hurt me, baby. 
Okay. Uh, that was Metal Man by Electric Eel Shock, a rock-punk metal trio from Tokyo who left their native Japan in 1999 to see what they could make of America, and they've been on a near-constant world tour ever since. Hey, by 2004, they toured 27 countries and decided it was about time to release an album, Go Europe. And that became the first commercially available release, and the band so far has performed at 30 European summer festivals. Uh, Their new album is Sweet Generation, on sale at Amazon Japan, and their most recent gig was November the 6th at the venue Shibuya Cyclone, celebrating its 20th anniversary. Nice. Hey, this is a laid-back and often explicit, you bet your ass, weekly international pod zine of extremely eclectic music and progressive politics with a focus on energy independence for the 99%. My pod pages are 1223studios.com slash mfunky.h and facebook.com slash 1223studios. Well, back to the old drawing board. Okay. In this week's grid theory, while I was doing a little work on the AC motor setup, and trying out a first attempt to mock up a handle with items on hand, I considered the question of crank charging a battery, and if it's possible to get around the time factor, because, hey, all batteries take a while to charge, and that's a real sticking point in my worst-case scenario, day three of a grid down. Now, on the Google... I saw that many other folks came to the same initial conclusion I did. Hey, why not just bypass the battery and use a DC motor crank and a bank of capacitors? Well, more specifically, supercaps, which bridge the gap between regular electrolytic capacitors and regular batteries. Now, supercaps, whether 1 farad or big-ass 500 farad units, have a much higher energy density at a lower voltage, and they charge up fast. Well, they also discharge just as fast, but there are ways to slow down the rate of discharge with resistors and pulse wave modulation, which is a whole other thing to research. If you check out Laser Saber, you'll see he has a few uh, YouTube videos of a supercap boost box that, as far as I can see, is one of the best examples of wind-up temporary power, limited only by the size of the supercaps you buy. Now, just as you need circuitry to charge a regular battery safely, you need a blocking diode, well, like a 1N4001 or 4004, between the crank and the caps, to keep the energy from going back and turning the crank when you stop cranking. And just like 18650s, you will need a balance board to make sure they all charge up evenly and so you don't overcharge because you can blow up a cap just like blowing up an 18650. And yeah, I'm skimming over a ton of info, 
because this is just an introductory overview before I wade into the weeds, like pulse wave modulation. But I'm adding this to my short list of SRO grid goodies I'll be coming back to. Oh, uh, a couple more points to consider. Capacitors wired in parallel increase the capacitance, while in series they reduce capacitance but increase the voltage. Well, for example, uh, take a 10 farad 2.5 volt supercap. Combine a pair of them in series and you get 5 farads at 5 volts. And a couple in parallel will give you 20 farads at 2.5 volts. So depending on how many farads and how much voltage you want to work with, this could be a practical power option in that worst case situation. And a super cap that size goes for about five bucks at Spark Fun Electronics. Uh, okay, coming back with lab notes on Sunstone 6.5 and fun with the AC motor. Okay, uh, back to the stage. Continuing the Nihongo punk set block style with bands all curated from Reverb Nation. We open Spaghetti Western style with Gunman by Babylon Jet out of Osaka, uh, founded in 1996 and influenced by punk rock, glam rock, ska, and reggae. Next up, short and sharp, it's the theme song of the Bing Bings, uh, a.k.a. drummer Shota Sakihara, who may be the sole member or the leader of Cats he brings in. Uh, the band was formed in 2009 in Tokyo, inspired by acts like the Ramones, the Clash, the Boys, and 90s melodic punk. And we wrap the set with Misoginobichi, or Bitches of 30, by Eyebrow Magic, a pop punk band in the Narima district of Tokyo, and also maybe a.k.a. solo artist Otoa Hironori. The bio said his son is a yakiniku restaurant who loves mojito and has thick eyebrows. He loves Kurt Cobain and says Jimmy Hen is God. Hey, I'm just reading the translation.
Today, the 20th of November, uh, for some folks, it's all about Thanksgiving, all about Black Friday, all about the crushing weight of the winter holidays from now until New Year's. Meanwhile, the Rohingyas are living in hell. The Houthis are living in hell. Puerto Rico is kept in hell in the dark with nothing but salty-ass junk food and no fresh water. And in far too many comfortable quarters, it's a case of mind over matter. Well, I don't mind, because you all don't matter. Where the chewing gum and chicken wire regime is ripe with the stink of desperation, as the reins of power are starting to feel like spaghetti, and the only thing this confederacy of evil and stupid dunces can do is undo the rules, and later on demand consideration for gross incompetence. Yeah. This fish rots from the head, but the tail knows damn well what it's doing. And just in time, we have another oopsie pipeline oil spill that seems to be doing its job, making arable land and clean water a more scarce and profitable commodity for speculation. Oh, but that's not the current outrage? It's Al Franken? Really? Well, for one, he ain't Anthony Weiner. Two, his sexual harassment stupidity doesn't involve an underage girl, unlike Roy Moore and Mr. P. Grabby with multiple offenses they refuse to be ashamed of, bolstered by a church bus full of fake-ass faithful, suffused with selective moral outrage, not about to give up on the gold-plated idol they gleefully offer sacrifices to. Uh, but what did the Pope say again? Better to be an atheist than a fake hypocritical Christian? Or, to put it in words y'all know better than me, 1 John chapter 1 verses 5 to 10. 
got me quoting the Bible, and I'm not even a Christian. All right, look, enough. I'm not even going to get into the tax revenge bill the millionaire corporate newsreaders pretend to be scared of, or the children's health program still in the trash, or that unofficial Russian embassy anchored off Mar-a-Lago, or why the Paradise Papers is such a non-story around here. Yeah, probably because the Panama Papers already got one real reporter killed because a buttload of dollars, talking old money here, really does confer divine right to assholes. Or the latest mass shooting we don't call terrorism because aggrieved privilege has its privilege. And I could go on all day. So let's just run the dates. Uh, today, the 20th, is Africa Industrialization Day and is Universal Children's Day. In 1923, African-American Garrett Morgan patented an automatic traffic signal. He later sold the technology for the Morgan traffic signal to General Electric for $40,000. Ooh, that's a lot of damn money in 1923. His invention came after he had seen an automobile crash into a horse-drawn carriage. He was distressed by that traffic accident, so he developed a new way to make streets safer for motorists and pedestrians. And you know, I noticed one thing. Uh, between the late 1800s and the first few decades of the 1900s, uh, there were a lot of very well-educated black folks who were inventing and developing all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's interesting what happens when you intentionally break public education. Uh, well, moving on. Uh, also, on the 20th, we have some events. Uh, here we have the Trans Day of Remembrance, happening from 5.30 to 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time at the SF LGBT Center, 1800 Market Street, here in the city. Uh, they hope you'll join them to honor those lost and build momentum to end the violence against trans and gender non-conforming communities. Trans rights are being battled across the country, while trans people continue to be murdered in unprecedented numbers, specifically trans women of color. Uh, this is a free event, but they still want you to get a ticket from Eventbrite. And we also have another event, uh, Waiting for the Bus, the Weirdo Open Mic, featuring Al de Genova, happening from 7 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time at Uncharted Books, 2620 North Milwaukee Avenue in Chicago. It's the annual interconnectedness of all things called the Poetry Wheel. Leslie Heath Morrow may have created this format for connecting one poem to another in round-robin fashion, or he might not have. Nobody knows, but... Every year around his birthday, this is how they celebrate. Bring your poems, plan to explain your poetic connections, and BYOB. Let's see, November the 21st is World Television Day, and we have another event, uh, Tuesday at North Beach, happening from 6.30 to 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time at the San Francisco Public Library North Beach Branch, 2000 Mason Street. Uh, that's Mason and Columbus. Uh, it's hosted by author David Hathwell. And he'll be one of just two poets reading at this session. 
uh, curated and emceed by the legendary San Francisco poet Jack Hirschman. Uh, you can hear poems from Between Dog and Wolf and meet years of local cultural history. Uh, the 23rd, yeah, well, we all know what the 23rd is, uh, but we do have an event, the 48th National Day of Mourning, happening at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time at Coles Hill in Plymouth, Massachusetts. Since 1970, Native Americans and their supporters have gathered at noon on Coles Hill in Plymouth to commemorate a National Day of Mourning on the U.S. Thanksgiving holiday. Many Native Americans do not celebrate the arrival of the pilgrims and other European settlers. Thanksgiving Day is a reminder of the genocide of millions of Native people, the theft of Native lands, and the relentless assault on Native culture. Participants in National Day of Mourning honor Native ancestors and the struggles of Native peoples to survive today. It's a day of remembrance and spiritual connection, as well as a protest of the racism and oppression which Native Americans continue to experience. Uh, there is going to be a potluck social following the National Day of Mourning rally in March. Uh, if you're going to be there, please bring juices, desserts, and side dishes, and don't bring food that still has to be cooked. Now, they will be able to warm up already cooked food. Okay, on Friday the 24th, yeah, we have a date in science history. Uh, on that day in 1859, the origin of species by means of natural selection, Darwin's groundbreaking book, was published in England to great acclaim. He had been prompted to publish by Charles Lyell, who advised him that Alfred Russell Wallace, a naturalist working in Borneo, was approaching the same conclusion. And Lyell believed Darwin should publish without further delay to establish priority. Okay, uh, November the 25th is World Day to Eliminate Violence on Women. And let's see, finally on Sunday the 26th, we have an event, a film screening, Dolores, at the Brava Theater, uh, 2781 24th Street here in the city. Uh, that's going to be 2 p.m., 5 p.m., and 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Dolores, a film of working-class wife and mother of 11 children, Dolores Huerta, is among the most important yet least known activists in American history. An equal partner in co-founding the first farm workers union with Cesar Chavez, her enormous contributions have gone largely unrecognized. Uh, this is a Peter Bratt film. It's a Carlos Santana production. And after each film showing, uh, they'll be hosting a panel that will address the ongoing crisis in our country. Uh, proceeds will benefit farm workers, fire victims in Napa and Santa Rosa, and Mexico and Puerto Rico. Nice. Okay, if you have promos, pluggers, gig info, and art opening, etc., send me an email. The address is mfunkyzine at gmail.com and bands, artists, and poets, download links, no attachments, please. And no promises. Transfer complete. 
Okay, in grid practice, I got a little antsy uh, waiting for the special transistors for the ultra-low voltage jewel thief coming from Hong Kong. So I started working on the AC motor generator. Uh, instead of going with a block of wood for the mount, I saw that the motor fit nice and snug inside one of my plastic jar lids. Uh, I had two of them, so I hot glued the motor inside one with some of the rim removed to clear space for the power terminal, then glued the other lid back to back for a convenient handhold. Uh, I wired the plug end of a standard 125 volt AC extension cord to the terminals for convenience and I tried using some friendly plastic that you can uh, stick in hot water and it melts to try and see if I could mold a crank handle connection uh, which kind of crapped out on me. Anyway, uh, still using that small crescent wrench as a handle I plugged in an LED night light and got it working. Uh, next, I tested a camera mount setup for video documenting and recorded a short piece with the AC motor to familiarize myself with the Movie Maker app that comes with Windows 10. Uh, the short videos on the YouTube and the Facebook. Well, the upshot is that the AC crank puts out over 240 volts with no load but with the light it doesn't go up above 130 volts AC cool uh, I even tried it with the work light over my stone in the sculpture studio and it worked but the light was very dim because you don't get enough amperage from cranking naturally uh, moving on uh, during the week, I did come across an old busted laptop discarded and set out on the sidewalk in the neighborhood. Uh, folks here often set out old dressers, broken or worn out furniture, etc. for community recycling that homeless people sometimes strip down for parts or scrap. Now, the battery was gone, along with any uh, used 18650s, but the power cord looked okay. Now, according to a couple of YouTube videos, you can turn this into a 12-volt battery charger by connecting it to a buck converter. Oh, that's a DC-to-DC step-down module, a lot like my boost converter. So I cut and stripped the end wire, uh, checked and saw an outside and an inside wire, both the same damn color. Now, the positive I discovered is the one that's on the inside that still has a, a white casing on it. Uh, I plugged it into an outlet and carefully attached the voltmeter and it read 19 volts DC output like it said on the AC to DC transformer. So now I'm looking online for a buck converter module with potentiometers for voltage and current. Uh, it'll go for between 10 and 20 bucks online. And voila, I'll have an El Cheapo adjustable AC charger. But it will be about a month or so before I can order it. And actually, that's good news. Because my most recent spate of job searching over the past couple of weeks resulted in my scoring a temporary gig with the city that's not just over the holidays. 
uh, saving me from having to do a Kickstarter Indiegogo page begging for funds to run the lab. Anyway, uh, some of that running around last week did push back the sunstones till the weekend. Uh, so anyway, I went ahead and constructed six more of the 6.5 cells that are now dry and all giving initial open circuit readings over 570 millivolts. Now, making these took less time than before after a bit more refining the aluminum cathode by spreading those two triangular kinks a bit further apart. I haven't decided whether to wire them two parallel three series for a 1.8 volt battery with less milliamp hour capacity or doing it three parallel two series for a 1.2 volt battery with more capacity. Uh, but once I do decide, I'll short the whole thing out, then do a capacity reading. And this bigger AA unit will be what I plan to connect to the ultra-low voltage Jewel Thief. Meanwhile, I have some super capacitors to start collecting for my own boost box. And I'm waiting on those JFETs. And I guess I'll have to go and look up pulse width modulation. Okay, uh, for one more tune, we close out strong with a live number. Someday, by alternative pop-punk outfit, Second Lady, from Osaka. Uh, they like making music and playing really loud. They sing in English and Japanese, and will fly anywhere in the world for live shows or events. And the next time they play in the U.S., hey, you should definitely check them out.
Well, okay. Hey, this show is a 1223 Studio joint. Show files are at iTunes, Internet Archive, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Mixcloud. Episode notes are on the pod pages, and you can download the MP3 directly. If you like the show, please drop a review or rating at iTunes or the Facebook. Hey, somebody's got to be the first. Uh, the show themes Rocket Power and Spyglass by New York musician and composer Kevin McClaw. Some additional audio from freesound.org. The next episode is set for Monday, November 27th. What do they call it? Cyber Monday? Anyway, I'm Larry, trying hard to stay chill at my Garrett in the Mission. And this is Magneto Funky from San Francisco, where we go through, not into, the darkness.